You're listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your host, Jacob Faisig. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works, locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They want to make it easy for you to reach your nutritional goals and to stay on track. They offer heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed beef and all-natural hormone and free-range chicken and pork. Pick up locations all over Middle Tennessee as well as some delivery options for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make the nutrition the easiest part of your day. Also, this podcast is brought to you by the Hot Room Yoga and Wellness Studio. It's in Brentwood off Seaborn Lane in the Cool Springs area. Go check them out, sweat out the toxins, and get your yoga on. Tell them I sent you. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Strength Outside the Box. Strength Outside the Box is a podcast hosted by Amy Hester and Lauren Coral, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. It is all about two girls getting to the heart of how a community of CrossFit athletes is changing each other's lives one wad at a time, while digging deep to understand how the lessons learned within the gym can provide strength for obstacles outside the box. Grab a cup of coffee and get ready to make two new gym besties as they chat with members of their own gym, neighboring gyms, and beyond. With each interview comes more laughter and a true sense of community, family, and what it means to have strength outside the box. Find them now wherever you listen to podcasts and on Instagram at Strength Outside the Box. The ladies are currently accepting suggestions for new boxes to visit and feature on their show. If you would like to nominate your awesome gym, email them at strengthoutsidethebox at gmail.com. And today's podcast is brought to you by Fight for Air Climb. Join us for the 6th Annual Fight for Air Climb, hosted by the American Lung Association on November 3rd, 2018. This vertical stair climb race will be held at the 505 in downtown Nashville and challenges participants to climb 45 stories. That's 862 steps to the top of the 505, which is the tallest residential building in the state of Tennessee. Registration is only $35, and there's a fundraising fee of $100 by Climb Day. Danny D Fitness is our official fitness sponsor and will kick off the climb around 9 a.m. Sign up now before we fill up at www.climbnashville.org. 100% of the proceeds will go back into programs, research, and advocacy to help improve lung health and save lives. Want to participate in a more intense workout? There are only 12 spots left to participate in the pre-climb race called the Vertical Mile. This happens at 6.30 a.m. on November 3rd. To qualify to participate in this, please email abby.williams at lung.org. That's A-B-B-Y dot W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S at L-U-N-G dot org. And today's podcast is brought to you by Danny D Fitness, owned and operated by Danny Dyer, based out of Franklin, Tennessee. She focuses on positive body image, effective workouts, and loving your journey to the healthier lifestyle. Come see Danny for one-on-one training, tandem or kids training, female small group training, group classes, pop-up events, and so much more. Visit dannydfitness.com. Or find her on Instagram, Facebook at Danny D Fitness One. That's Danny D Fitness and the number one for more info. 
As always, thanks again for tuning into this podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave us a five-star review, leave us a comment, let us know you're out there and digging what we're doing. We are so thankful that you are listening and a part of what's going on here. As always, check out Barbell Voodoo, private label. We'd love to be a part of anything you have going on. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. Hey, this is Rich Froning. You're listening to Barbell Voodoo Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This is going to be a special episode because it has nothing to do with CrossFit. How about that? <laughs> Yay! We're going to do something. Uh, if you remember back, we had a power lifter on, and so today we have the one and only Blake Harris, Music City Strongman. Uh, we're going to talk about strongman stuff today. And so uh, thanks for being here, Blake. No, dude, thanks for having me. This is uh, awesome. We're sitting here at uh, Resilience Fitness which is a personal training facility here in the lovely metropolis of Springfield, <laughs> Tennessee. Um, and this is, a, this is a booming region of Nashville. If you don't know about it, then you just don't even know Nashville as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just north of Nashville, uh, kind of a little bit west. But uh, um, fantastic place. Uh, you know, come do strongman stuff here if you ever have the inkling. They literally have all the things. All the things, which is what brought you here, right? Absolutely. Um, there's really nowhere anywhere in this region that has all the strongman implements in one place under one roof. Yeah. And, and just a few minutes ago, uh, I got led through a few of the strongman things. I, I'm, I'm pretty much a pro. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much there ready to compete. They, they tried to convince me to go to this August competition, and I'm just not going to be able to make it. Uh, I got a few strong you know, CrossFit things to do, but, uh, but it is very different than how easy it looks on the tv like you see you see the guys move the big things and you're like dang that's impressive because i know numbers and i can lift barbells and i know number wise like that's ridiculous um but to actually put your hands on the implements is completely different um for instance i would say that the most uh crazy one that you showed me was the uh the dumbbell and if, if I can do my best at describing this dumbbell, okay, it's basically a, an axle bar kind of width, if not a little bit more mm-hmm. on some of the heavier ones um, that you're hoisting up and it's loadable on each end. The thing is huge. It's not a normal size and I'm not a normal human. Like I'm, I'm a large human <laughs> and this thing seemed big to me um, and uh, it's, it's, it's very difficult to maneuver. Like I wanted to do it like an Olympic lift and they're like, nah, dude, you can't, you can't do that. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta do things that you're told not to do in CrossFit to do that. And I was like, oh, this is breaking my mind, but you've been doing this. What, what's the, what's the one thing that was the, the hardest thing for you to start working on there? Like, like when you started strongman stuff, like what was the implement that you were like, okay, that's going to take a minute. Um, I'd probably anything? say what's called a, the Husafel stone. Whoa. Yeah. Um, some people know it as the tombstone. Yeah. Um, it literally is kind of shaped like a tombstone. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be loaded of several different ways, depending on which brand you buy. Yeah. Um, but it's basically literally a small tombstone that you have to pick up from the ground and carry for a distance. Uh, and it is the most awkward thing to do the because the, the, the most efficient way to carry it is to hoist it up and get it on your chest as you're sure. walking you're bear hugging it oh wow but for my weight class a pretty typical weight might be close to 300 pounds so you're literally trying to walk 60 90 feet with 300 pounds on your chest nope. 
No, nope, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, I would be really cool to say I did. But, like, that's just a working weight, even, for your weight class. That's right. not, like, top end. No. So what, what would be a top end of that? Like, people in your weight class should be able to lift X amount of stone. What is that? Um, I've seen weights up to 350, 360. Yeah. Um, and that's still for a distance. Jeez. I can't even imagine. That's ridiculous. I think, th- I think that's the one that's typically given me the most struggle because it's almost like a form of a deadlift. Yeah. But then also a bear hug and I have short arms. Okay. Um, and then it's sitting on your chest while you're moving. Doesn't uh, sound fun. We did a, th- I think it was 300 pound Husafel carry at uh, Nationals last year. Okay. Um, and actually, Zach, the owner, one of the owners here, had to uh, come like pick me up and like get me off of the floor. And like a couple of people had to like undo my belt. Like I almost passed out. Oh, wow. Yeah, cramped on my side. Uh, saw <laughs> stars. Yeah. But how did you do in it? Did you make it as far as you wanted to go? I, I went farther than I thought, there farther than I ever did in any of the training in that event. That's um, what so I'm I was about. definitely yeah. happy with that. That's fantastic. All right. So for those of those people that are out there, um, like me, you know, I've seen a few strong fit things on the TV, mm-hmm. um, but I don't really know. Like, what would you define strong fit is? Like, I mean, strong fit, strong man, right? Um, like, for instance, I was, I was, I, I was painting. Yeah, thanks. I was painting today, <laughs> and I was telling a guy, "Hey, I'm going to go talk to the strong men today." And the guy looked at me like I had three heads, and he was like, "What's a strong man?" I was like, "You know, like the strong men. They've been around since like the circus. The strong man." Yeah. And and the guy was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And I was like, "I'm done." And I was out. So, so give me an easy way. Like, how, how do I describe what strongman stuff is? Uh, the easiest way I would think to describe it is the functional strength sport. Um, you're obviously familiar with CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people will describe CrossFit as functional fitness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, especially with, like, the endurance cardio side of, of CrossFit. Um, I would describe strongman almost similar obviously less endurance more weight um but just as functional Mm -hmm. if not more functional um because the implements are awkward everything in strongman is awkward Mm -hmm. um it's lifting you know boulders stones logs tires refrigerators motorcycles things like that that are not your stereotypical (laughs) things that you lift so Okay, do you ever find yourself, this is a tangent, and we'll get back to the main point. Okay. But, like, you ever find yourself out in public, and you're like, yeah, I could lift that and throw it over there? Oh, literally all the time. Do you ever do it? I actually... Some guy piss you off, and you (laughs) grab his motorcycle and throw it over a fence or something? My wife makes fun of me, because every time we go to Target, and they have those big red, like, boulders out front that are, like, on the concrete, I always, like, wonder, like could I find one of them that maybe the concrete's kind of cracked a little bit, and, like, maybe move it? Um, But... You ever tried? Yeah. No, no, no they're no. not. They're not budging. They're definitely uh, secured. Pretty, yeah, very well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, they're they're supposed to be able to stop a, a car at full speed. So yeah, I would think they're probably pretty. Oh, secure. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I can move that. Nope. <laughs> but I would love to see that. Like you're hanging out at a bar and some dude like spills your drink and you're like at a hole. And go out and throw his bike over a fence and be like, deal with that. Um, I may or may not have had a, uh, a group of us out that have uh, positioned, repositioned a vehicle. 
Oh, yeah. Where, where they couldn't pull out. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, terrible. I don't know. Yeah, I think I that's know. fantastic. So, so strong. It's a very unique thing. Not a lot of people are doing it. You, you probably get some flack online with videos and stuff with all those pretentious lifters that are like, "Oh, you're overextending. You're going to hurt yourself. Your back's going to snap or whatever." Do you ever, do you ever get any kind of things like that? Because oh, like in CrossFit, all the like time. people get nailed all the time. People are like. You know, oh, that's not depth, and you're like, well, that depends on the camera angle, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah, like I posted a video the other day that uh, the the my phone was behind me, and I was uh, maybe back squatting, front squatting, I don't know, but it was all about my butt, um, which looked great. I just want to say, <laughs> um, and uh, but it didn't look like I was getting depth, and I was like, I've never not gotten depth. Come on, sucker. Um, yeah. But like people attack that, you know. Do, do you ever get attacks online, oh. like social media stuff, and be like? You're going to kill yourself doing things like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, especially from, like, family members. My grandmother just... Oh, your like, family's getting after you? Oh, my, my, my grandmother just thinks that I'm going to actually absolutely just snap my back in half. Oh, Grandma, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but think oh, of the story. If it happens... Okay, just say worse comes to worse. It happens. And you're like, but I got the lift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Exactly. I mean, I did it for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So, I Gene saw it. Um, no, but do, people do say a lot of uh, unnecessary stuff. Um, I've even had some people say, like, oh, that looked good. Um, you might want to try looking at some Olympic lifters. I don't think those uh, chucks are helping you out very much. Oh, geez. Like, what? Yeah, go back in the Olympics and see what they lifted in. Yeah. Yeah, keep going back. Why don't you get some dress shoes? If they really want right. to, like, critique you, go get some dress shoes. How about that? Chacos. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, people are funny. Yeah, yeah. And, and everybody's an authority online, and you know it's just so stupid these days with all that mess. Oh, it's it's ignorant at let, some point. Let people do their thing, appreciate them for what they're working on, because they're they're working their tails off doing something. Like you know, it doesn't involve you. Like just just hit the little heart and move on. Yeah, yeah. Give me a little like. That's all I want. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't need your idiocy. No, I just need a like. <laughs> but it, it gets to the point where it just makes me laugh now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to. Otherwise, you can get mad. You know, I've, I've heard so many people that feel like it's also their equal duty to attack the idiots in the world. Yeah. Like, I'm going to prove them wrong online because everybody who has done that, it's worked out for, right? Exactly, yeah. No, no. I don't know anyone who's been like, oh, man, someone gave me a negative comment on that last post, so I'm, I'm going to, like, completely changed my business model yeah yeah like, do, do people think that they're really going to get through in a instagram comment <laughs> yeah with zero relationship right yeah, yeah. let's have a conversation about that <laughs> idiots so funny i got you know side note into this podcast uh we have new microphones that we're using on this podcast they and they great. sound so good and and i hope that uh you guys are loving the sound of these as well because in my ears it sounds like butter no free ads but these are awesome yeah, yeah, I, I got these on on the Amazon. They were recommended that I found, and it's awesome. Anyways, moving right along. So, you just started this what like last week, right? <laughs> uh, you would think so. Sometimes <laughs> I I came into contact with you um, through my friends over at Nashville Fit Magazine. Yes, um, you were you were in there. Ryan um, is a fantastic human being. Oh yeah. Him and Lindsay both. They've been on the podcast a couple of times. 
Um, they actually wanted me to tell you yeah? that they are very sad that you didn't come to the Fit Expo. Oh, man. That you were personally uh, invited. Yeah. You had hurts. a ticket there. Did I really? Uh, I believe they had something worked out for you. No kidding. And you didn't show up. I, I know. I felt, I felt terrible all day on the IG. I was looking <laughs> at it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Literally, all the people I'm friends with were there. And you know all ten of them, and and they and I missed it, and and I'm probably going to get ridiculed all week. For yeah, them, uh, she made me promise that I would uh, say something to you. Yeah, I just you know had a lot going on, you know, and I'm 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 actually not a people person. I don't really like people, and so when it comes down to it, like if I don't have to be around people, I don't be around people sometimes. But also, I was taking care of my girls, which is a lame excuse. They could have come with me, but. I didn't do it, and I let people down, and there's no recovering from that, you know? Just expect that next time you, yeah. you see her. I have to own my shortcomings, and <laughs> that's one of them. So if that's the worst I do, though, feeling pretty hey, good about it. You're doing all right. Good. I'm doing all right. Uh, <laughs> so how in the world do you do that? How do you, Like you just woke up one day and were like, you know, I like moving odd objects either throwing them over things or walking with them or, you know, that, that seems exciting. Like, how did you get from uh, whatever you're doing, what, what is your background, and then to strong fit? How did you get to this place? Uh, background mostly was in football. Okay. Um, so you started playing? In- I started playing when I was a little kid. Okay. Uh, Pop Warner, probably yeah. six years old, I guess. Um, played all the way through high school, college, and then bounced around some uh, pro arena leagues for a while. Okay. And it, I enjoyed the functionality of football, of like literally hitting people, hitting humans, yeah, yeah. pressing humans, um, you know, and we would play with these like, you know, obviously tire flips and different types of like tug of wars and sure. all these other types of like training styles um, to prepare you for game day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was actually a uh, fitness coordinator at a YMCA. And there would be a guy that would come in um, every single day, and he was doing like these weird presses and these weird things with dumbbells that I hadn't seen before. Okay. And but it looked really cool, and I was like, "Hey, uh, excuse me, what what are you doing?" Yeah. And he was like almost like reluctant to tell me because he was he was probably like one seventy, one sixty. Okay. Um, and he was like, "Well, I'm actually uh, training for this uh, strongman competition," and like I could tell like he almost like looking at me and my size, he kind of like leaned back, like waiting for me to like laugh at him. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? Strong man. Yeah. And, uh, he showed me and we looked it up online and he was the one who taught me about it. And hmm. he showed me, um, told me that like he had a competition coming up and it was just really cool. He had never done one before, but he had someone introduce it to him yeah. and he introduced it to me. So I saw it online and he showed me YouTube videos Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've actually done some of those things before training with football and like just different types of like farmers carries, tire flipping. See, and this, this is what should happen at a YMCA. Okay. Because (laughs) every, every gym like this, whether it's a rec center or YMCA or whatever, will inevitably have a couple of people that show up and do weird stuff. Yes. Like not weird stuff as in like, you know humping the the machine like oh, they, we like had the those. videos on yeah i mean you They're know there. you just get your video post and move on yeah but like people who are doing like athletic stuff like 
it seems like so many times they might be doing CrossFit, you know, like they, mm-hmm. they went to CrossFit.com and they're doing that workout for the day yep. or whatever while everybody else is working through the Nautilus equipment. Yeah. Um, but they're doing some other things and people are like, well, that's weird. I'm just going to keep my distance because I don't want to get hurt because, you know, free weights. Yeah, you're exactly. Um, I had a friend that was a triathlete and he went to our local rec center and, and he said he would get looks all the time. Nobody had ever talked to him. Mm-mm. But people look, and he'd be working on boxes. He'd be working all kinds of stuff, getting ready for the next triathlon, um, doing some strength training and things um, that were abnormal, you know, right. as in not the Nautilus and not doing you know buys and tries. Yes, um, and and so he was actually was, in the squat rack. Yeah, like it's just it, it's so funny. But that's the way it should be. Like it, instead of just keeping on hovering and like giving somebody weird looks, like go up and say, "Hey, what are you doing there?" That looks yeah, looks that's exciting. Exactly like, how what's it going happened. On? Um, so I was, I was like, hey, man, I'll, I'll do the competition with you. You know, when is it? And he was like, oh, well, it's in two weeks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, well, okay. Really? Yeah. Um, so I didn't really. So your entrance into Strongman was literally a two-week ramp up to a competition. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, the, the log that I showed yeah. you, um, I touched one of those one time at a guy's, like, barn Jim, you touched a dude's log at a barn at his barn gym. That is what I just said. Yeah, um, yeah, I, that's exactly what happened. Great. Um, and I did it one time. Yeah, and we went up to Madisonville, Kentucky. Okay, um, did a competition up there, and I was hooked. Really? From yeah, uh, I finished like middle of the pack. I, I was like seventh that's what out of like fourteen. Strive for not last. That's my goal. Um, and I was just, I was hooked. I, that was in August of like 2013 mm-hmm. and, or 2012, I can't remember even now. And, uh, I think, but by the end of the year I did two other competitions. Yeah. Dang. That's hot out of the gate right there. Yeah. Three comps. Yeah. Basically back to back to back. That's crazy. It was just, it was fun. It was interesting. It felt new, even though it's really not a new sport. Mm-hmm. And it just blew my mind um, because I was doing it at like the, what's called the amateur level, um, yeah. competing in the novice division. Mm-hmm. So that's what the big thing, if people do actually know what Strongman is, they might've seen it on TV. Yeah. That's what I've seen. Yeah. Um, Magnus von Magnuson, you know, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But they don't know that there's actually an amateur level with open and novice divisions, men and women of all different weight class to like under 150 to over 300 Hmm. and everything in between Mm -hmm. um, with all different weights, depending on the weight class, Um, masters all the way down to teens. And there's amateur level, there's amateur level competitions literally all over the country all year round. Interesting. So depending on weight class, that really just impacts the load you're you're carrying or moving or pressing or, or doing whatever. Correct. So the heavier the person, the bigger the load, is Correct. what I'm assuming, because yes. mass moves the mass, exactly. theoretically. Yes. Gotcha. All right. So how how did strong man um, coincide with, like, football? So you had football. You had something that you were you were pursuing there, mm-hmm. and, and then you shifted over – Strong, were there connections there that, that you made that it replaced a thing that you had there? Like, what, what was the deal there? What, is there similarities there, or was it just your next thing that you were excited about? Like, um, was there a drive first, that you liked in football that this 
also yes. had. Yeah. There's some similarities and there are some differences. Sure. Um, Football, football being a football being a team sport, yeah. um, strongman. While it is more fun to train with people mm-hmm. um, that you might even compete against in a competition, um, and you might be a part of a strongman team, it is still an individual sport. Sure. Um, the competition level of football to me was made up of a bunch of one-on-one battles on the field going on at the same time. Okay. Um, and cause what'd you play? Uh, through most of it, I played fullback, some linebacker. Okay. Um, so I'm usually going up against linebackers. It's mm-hmm. me against a linebacker basically for 60 minutes. Yeah. And so now I still take that into strongman with me of like figuring out who's going to be the person to beat. Mm-hmm. And from event to event, it could be a different person. Okay. But, it's a head-to-head competition. It's right. trying to beat someone else um, with another element of knowing myself and where I was when I started, where I was a year ago, what I did at, at another competition, but it was a similar event, and also trying to beat myself yeah, and better myself within the sport. Gotcha. Um, but the level of competition... Um, of being competitive in something mm-hmm. um, is definitely something that I feel is like really necessary uh, for me. Um, also, just just the overall identity. Um, the way I played the game was very. I tried to be very fierce, um, okay. very aggressive, very violent. Um, and being a football player, especially working up into those college and professional levels, it, you know that was what I was associated with. That was okay. all I ever had yeah. known, and it's all I'd ever been. It's all I'd ever done. Um, so people looked at me. It, it was you know, like one in the same. It was like, oh, there's Blake, the football player. Mm-hmm. Um, and when my career started coming down to an end, it was like, what do I do? Who am I? Okay. Um, so finding something to be competitive in, finding something to identify with, um, came at a great time, and it happened to come in the form of strongman. Neat. Yeah. That's that's an incredible circumstance. Like one that you would just see somebody doing some weird stuff and be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" But also that it would able be able to fit that void that you were missing in your life. So where where personally is all this happening? Like you said, you're married. Yes. So where did you meet her at the Y too? Was no. she doing some weird stuff? And you're like, "Hey, babe, what you doing?" <laughs> no, no. Um, no. This came right after meeting her. Um, just even just first meeting her. Oh, okay. Um, I've been competing for, I guess, five, six years now. Um, this October we will be married for two years. Okay, great. Um, but she kind of, she actually came in right before things started really, um, ramping up in my football career. And I was using strongman as basically like a way to be competitive even in the off season. Okay. Um, I was, so there was overlap there. There was definitely some yeah. overlap. Um, it was just something I was doing in the off season that was making me be competitive, that was giving me something to train for. Because mm-hmm. um, after feel, feeling really beat up after football and the season's over, it's real easy to just want to just yeah, do just, nothing just for a while. Just out. Um, but I felt like this was something that could maybe give me a uh, definitely – you know, something 
on the competition of yeah. something no one else was doing. There was that was what gave me confidence of like every time I lifted a big stone or mm-hmm. you know did, you know moved a heavy weight, it was such an awkward functional way of lifting that I knew someone that I was going to try to beat out for a position or someone I was going to face on the field is not doing what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And that gave me confidence in my head. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So when you were training before, um, strong man, what, what kind of training was, was happening before that? Like you just had a football strength coach or whatever, or fitness coach. Um, I got my, you stuff. I got my first, um, Strength coach and speed coach when I was still in high school. Okay. Um, and it started off when I was younger, coming out of high school, it was more of a powerlifting. Like for the off season, it was more of a powerlifting minded element. All right. But then some also like um, athletic, speed work, um, agility kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as I started getting older and wanting to condition my body differently, it actually was almost like a form of CrossFit before CrossFit. Okay. Um, of cross training. Sure. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it Bo was Jackson made that super hot when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. It was a uh, cross training cause he, cause Bo knows. Yeah. Bo, Bo does know. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, just a form of like ways of lifting heavy, but getting your heart rate up Yeah. to that would acclimate you better for performance on the field. Sure. So, you know, it might be, you know, heavy power cleans right into you know, parachute sprints. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of evolved into what people would know today from basically powerlifting into like CrossFit. And this was all for the off season being football, being the main focus. Yeah. Um, and then it became kind of this hybrid of powerlifting and CrossFit. What I did in the off season mm-hmm. and that became strongman for me. That's neat. So about how many competitions do you end up doing a year? Uh, it depends on when I qualify for nationals. Um, each competition that I do, the winner or winner and second place gets a qualifying bid to compete at nationals. Okay. Um, if it's early in the year, um, then I'll do usually about three. Okay. Um, and then if it, if I plan a competition that's later in the year, um, then it's usually probably only two. Um, I did last one I competed was in January. Yeah. Um, we got one coming up in four weeks. Um, and hopefully qualifying for nationals is the goal. Um, and at this next one, at this next one. Sure. And then nationals is in October. Okay. And where does nationals take place? It alternates. Um, last year it was in Vegas. All right. Uh, this year it's in the amazing St. Charles, Missouri. Ah, basically on the same plane. Yeah, same yeah. exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe less um, light. But I think it alternates. My understanding is it alternates. One year's in Vegas, and then they go, like, further east. Oh, okay. Then they come back to Vegas, further east. Gotcha. And so you competed last year at it? At Nationals, yes. Yeah. So tell us about that experience. What What is that like? Uh, it was humbling. <laughs> is, that, is, that, <laughs> is that right? Yes. Um, I think I came in next to last. Okay. Um, but not last. But not last. Um, it was, I did better in some things. I didn't do as well as in other things. Um, it was a roller coaster. Nationals is always a two day event. Okay. Um, most competitions you're going to find are just, you know, one day 
about five, six hours. Oh, yeah. Um, but Nationals is split up because there's so many competitors. They split it up between so how, two days. How many competitors are we talking about? Like in your weight class, how many people are you competing against? Oh, God. Uh, I think there was like 60s. 60? Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot just, of just in my weight class. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it had to be over two days. Yeah. Multiple days. I mean, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. We did three events the first day and then two events and the like ceremony awards and every, the banquet yeah. on the second day. Wow. That's intense. It was it was it was very eye opening, um, seeing these people come from all over the country, um, and training all in one spot like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it real. What I really feel like was some of the the strongest people in the country, sure. in one room. Yeah. Um, it was also very humbling in the fact of I went up there by myself, me and my wife. But as far as like oh, my yeah. my gym, who I train yeah, with, no posse, no. Um, one of the owners here was here, uh, was there, um, competing or competing. Okay. Um, and the other owner was there Mm -hmm. in support. Um, but other than that, I mean, there were nobody from our even region, much less. Wow. City, state, whatever. Um, and there were groups of more than one group that had over a dozen people just from their gym. Holy cow. All at nationals that it all qualified throughout the year that were all there together. Um, and that's when uh, me, even my wife w- looked at me and we were like, yeah, that's, it's going to be hard to continue to be at a high level without that. Yeah. Being by yourself. Yeah. Wow. As I, I mean, I do a lot of training like in my backyard right now. Yeah. Um, I do. I've started coming up here. Um, because they have literally everything I could ever want to play with. Yeah. Um, so I've started coming up here to train just events, but, uh, before I really got connected with these guys, um, you know, it's, I've been bouncing back and forth and being just in the shadows in the corners of different CrossFit Mm. boxes all around Nashville. Yeah. Um, and then I was, you know, lucky enough to have resilience. Let me start coming up and training with them. That's cool. Yeah. Man, I uh, I can't even imagine like having. I, I'm amazed at when people can train by themselves. Period. But like something like strongman, where you're you're almost pulling energy off the people around you. Anyways, this is crazy. What is Alexa going on? just started talking in this gym. That that was weird. Sorry, Alexa. Wow, we made her mad. I guess so. Man. I didn't know she was here. She evidently does not like to be alone either. <laughs> she wanted to be a part of the conversation. She did. Uh, but yeah, so I can't imagine like going in my backyard and, and being like, yeah, I'm going to train to be at a national level. Like, it's, that, that's, it's, it's a different And people do mental... that. I, I mean, I get that. I mean, people do that. But, mm-hmm. but I would just imagine the amount of energy you can grab from training with other people would be exponentially increasing on how you perform. Oh, you know? 100%. I mean, I mean, I was probably here for less than an hour and already set a PR with these guys hyping me up. Yeah, what was the PR today? Uh, the circus dumbbell. Yeah. Uh, I got 145 over my head Jeez. with one arm. Those things. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you. I wish we had – maybe I'll post a video in my Instagram 
Um, oh, I should have made some videos of me being an idiot trying to do this stuff because I'm sure. We still that they, can. Yeah, we still can. Maybe we might be able. So go to my IG if you want. I'm going to post a picture of them. Um, but it's unreal. Like, and I and I'll put my hand on it so you can get kind of what it looks like. But like, I have a huge, huge hand, um, and these things are are big. Um, anyways. So, Strongman, you, you were featured back in, in the Nashville Fit Magazine, and what, what's your goal? Like, you're, you're in Middle Tennessee. There's no Strongman stuff except for here in Springfield, um, and, which is not in Nashville. You've been training in the shadows at CrossFit boxes around, trying to do what you can with what you got. Right. Um, and yet, you are putting out this, this presence and getting strong man out there for people to latch on to, to get to know, to get to understand. Um, what, what's your goal with all that? Uh, my goal right now is just selflessly trying to grow the sport. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like it's evolving um, with the help of all different angles from the sport itself. Um, Rob Orlando is yeah. definitely incorporating it. Uh, I'm seeing it more and more within CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, Nashville is just mind-boggling with how it's growth. Yeah. And my goal is just to get it in Nashville. Yeah. Well, it, and with the fitness industry doing what it is currently doing in Nashville, yeah. there ought to be a place for it. You would you would think. Because... What is it? Last... I think we're down... We're only getting... I think we're down to 93 people a day. Yeah, 93 people a day only are moving into yeah. town every day. Um, Numbers are dropping. But, like, I mean, everything fitness-wise is coming here. It mm-hmm. is developing here. People are running with it and doing good things. Um, and so, you know, there, there, there seems to be a place for it. Um, what, what stigmas do you think you fight against in Strongman? Are there any that people would just kind of snub their nose at? Like... Um, the equipment is usually the first one. Okay. Um, it, it if you're if you don't build it in mind, it can be rough on flooring. Oh yeah. I mean, you're dropping a lot of stuff, and some of it's metal. It's not sand. Heavy you know, stuff. Right. Um, storage. Uh-huh. A lot of. I mean, a lot of the equipment is large. Mm. Uh, I mean, yokes. I mean, all these things take up a lot of space. Yeah. Um. I th- and then overall interest. I think with it being something that's new. That's not CrossFit. Yeah. Um, the also price of equipment. I think people are hesitant to invest in something. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really sure of how people would latch onto it, especially if the only thing you really know about Strongman is what you've seen on TV when it's yeah. the only people doing it that you've ever seen <laughs> are 350, 400 pound humans. Yeah, they're that big are, dudes, man. Yeah. They, I mean, the mountain. You know, I mean, they're not the fittest looking people. No, you say. know, they're, you know? they're usually rough around the edges, big beards, mm-hmm. you know, spitting. Yeah. Cussing. <laughs> yeah, all, all of it. And so, Screaming. you know, I mean, it's like powerlifting mixed with like beer on crack. Yeah. I feel like. And you're like, that looks like it it, it would hurt me. Yes. Like, you know, it's a little intimidating. Like it, I searched it, it can be. But you're right about the equipment. Like I I've looked around for a while to see who had Atlas stones that I could just play with. Like I, I just wanted to see what that was like, feel it, you mm-hmm. know. And we got we got to throw a, a, a different what's that called? The metal one? What's the stone it? of steel. Yeah, the stone of steel. Um which was cool, you know, but like most people don't have them. I mean the molds alone for those balls are like start at like $80 or something. Yeah. And that's just for the mold before you even make it. Oh yeah. The, the stone um, of steel, even before shipping is over a grand. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, it, it's a, it's a heavy buy-in. 
Um, so what would you say? Like you, you're trying to you're trying to get the sport um, off in Nashville. You're trying to trying to get it to another level. Um, how do you entice people to do that? Try to get them like yourself to touch the equipment. Yeah, and see that they, as you know, normal people could do it. Sure. Um, that's the, also the biggest thing is people who don't know how, like about strongman, mm-hmm. they assume that they couldn't do it. So yeah. why invest in it? Why attempt it when they think that they can't lift heavy? So why do strongman? Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't know about the smaller weight classes and that it's not all just like powerlifting about how heavy you can lift. Yeah. So you can be that 175 pound guy that you, you first met. Or that 400-pound dude that you see on TV that, that's throwing stuff around, and there's still a place for you. Yeah, You're not competing as each other. There's weight classes. There's age classes. All the things, um, you have an opportunity to be a part of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, every competition is different. You know, um, you can get all on, go online and see all the competitions for, like, months in advance. And you could find one that fits the type of training that you're comfortable with, the type of events or the weights mm-hmm. that you're capable of doing. Yeah. You can, you can find do, yeah. there's something out there that can fit you. Yeah. And, and I was fascinated with your, we were talking before about um, how each competition has completely different events. Oh yeah. They're, you, they're you know, never the same. They're, the motions would be similar. Like there'll be a push or pull or all the things you're saying. Right. But like, how they go about doing that are completely different. Yes. Um, I thought that was so fascinating because you go into like a CrossFit competition mm-hmm. and you're going to have your hopper of things yep. that they're going to use, you know, they're and predominantly on, on those competitions. They're not going to throw in something too crazy. You know, it's not like the CrossFit games where like you show up and you're like, okay, we're moving hay bales or whatever, you right. know, like that's not going to happen um, in local competitions. But, but in strongman, Man, you could show up, and there could be some kind of implement there that you have to move that you've never seen before, huh? Right. Yeah. And um, you might have heard about it ahead of time, but it doesn't mean your gym has one. It doesn't mean you've ever put your hands on it. Yeah, exactly. Like um, the competition we did in January, you know, we knew what the event was, but the weight said, you know, TBD. Oh. Um, and it was the last event of the day. No, um, no. And it's what's called a uh, Conan's Wheel. Okay. Uh, you know You're how to do to describe a, that. You know how to do a Zercher squat? No. You just said words that I didn't okay. even know existed. Conan's wheel. So imagine uh, I'm gonna try to like Conan the Barbarian? Yes. You All know right. how he picked All up right. the thing and walked in a circle? No. Okay. Um so imagine <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, I remember a sword. Was there a hawk in that movie as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, okay. that's all I remember. So basically imagine Falcon, a maybe. a maybe real heavy hawk. like tripod, like this mic stand. Yeah. But instead of this hinge here, like there's a trailer hitch ball. Okay. And then a trailer hitch that latches onto it with this bar that comes off of it. Okay. In the middle of it, you're gonna have some form of a weight where you can put you can load it with weight and make it heavier. Oh. And then on the very end of it, you pick it up in front of you. Okay. Um, like in the creases of your elbows. Um, you pick it up where the weight is now off the ground, and you walk in a circle. And it's who can walk the furthest. Wow. So this is a thing you'd never touched before. No. You'd never seen except for on, on the movies. Yeah. Whatever that I'm going to have to look that up. And... And you had to somehow figure out how to, how to, one, know how to put your body on it in a way to maneuver it. Right. 
and then walk with it. Yes. That's insane. And it wasn't just weights. They had um, a motorcycle on there. What? Yeah. So uh, is there a back room that you get to warm up with this thing? Or is it, <laughs> no. it's just out there? No, it's just out there. And you're like watching people ahead of you, maybe. Yeah. You're watching the other people go. Um, and you're probably been sitting there close to about 40 minutes, 45 minutes or so. With, Hoping that somebody knows what they're doing so you can learn. Yes. Uh, which, <laughs> which I think is what drew me to Strongman the most. Okay. Um, my first competition, that's what I was doing. I was, you know, the guy in the back trying to like poke around yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. maybe like cross the line a little where I wasn't supposed to be standing just to see if I could get an edge and like watch what other people were doing and how they were doing it. Cause I didn't have a clue. Sure. And a guy saw me and pulled me over and like took me off to the side and showed me like a technique oh, um, yeah. that, that would help me with my cleans on the log. Mm-hmm. And, and then he said, and then the next event, he, he like went through all the events and was like, you know, do you know how to do this? And I was like, mm, no. That's cool. So then he would show me. Yeah. And then come to find out, he's in my weight class. Oh, neat. So it was very accepting. It's very, you do your best. And a lot of people have the mentality of like, it's more of a competition of get like you versus you mm-hmm. than it mm-hmm. is me versus you. So is it similar to like the CrossFit community is a very, what I would say unique, at least in my experience, unique community. Everybody's trying to build each other up and yet you're competing against each other, but like you want, you know, your friend to do as best as they can. And, right. and so you're going to help them do that. Um, I, I don't feel like, um, powerlifting is the same way. Like you're trying to get in somebody's head. You're trying to exactly. you know, trash talk. You're trying to get them off their game. You don't want them to succeed. You want to win. Um, and so where is, where do you think strongman is with all that? I it sounded it, like you were talking more about like the CrossFit thing, yeah, where like I think, people um, are encouraging. I mean, you're definitely going to have some, you know, some assholes here and there. Yeah, but for the most part, it's always been accepting everywhere. I mean, I've traveled all around this country doing strongman, yeah. and it's always been super accepting. Everyone's helping you out. It doesn't matter if you're weight class hmm. or not. Um, you will at every competition I've ever been to, you will always see competitors coaching other competitors. In between. Oh, wow. Um, whether it be like accessory work, mobility work, recovery, um, or something for the actual event. And they could be someone more experienced helping someone that's a novice. Yeah. It could be someone in the same weight class. It, it, it just doesn't matter. Like it, it, if you have a different idea or different technique and you see someone that could use some help, yeah. you help them. Man, that's so cool. Man, I like that. It makes it so much easier to get into it. Yeah. When the other people competing want you to do well as well, because then it pushes them. Yeah, and I mean that's accessibility. Um, you know, which which is one of the hardest hurdles to get over. Of just you know, mm-hmm. trying to get in the door and, yeah. and to know that you're walking into a place that wants you to do really cool, awesome stuff, and like blow your mind with what you can do. Like that's that's awesome. Um, I don't, you know, that's, that's definitely one of the biggest elements for me in CrossFit is, is being in a place where I'm pushed to do things that amaze me, Yeah, you know, and it's not always about the whiteboard. Um, unless exactly. I'm, on, it's unless the I'm number one that day, then it's all about the whiteboard, but you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had that. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's the reason I work out at 5am because if I can win just one day, every quarter, at 5 a.m., I'm number one, at least until 6. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of the same mentalities. That's how I go into it. That's right. <laughs> but for right now, I'm number one. But, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It just seems like 
even as a spectator of the sport, even if I'm a competitor at that competition, yeah, watching someone who's much smaller than me, you know, pull a truck or something, it's uh. it's just it's it's exciting to watch someone accomplish something that's more you know outside of the box. Yeah. Well, like in in a Nashville Fit Mag, you were pulling a plane. Yes. Like how how, how do you even like? I got a friend. He got a plane. You want to try to pull it? Like, how does that conversation even? I I know you're joking, but that's actually specifically how it happened. No. Yes. Like, you have a friend who has a plane. I had a friend who had a friend who had a plane. And but like, who even thinks of like, I'm going to pull that plane. I want to pull a plane. Um, it wasn't. It, believe it or not, it wasn't my idea because that's something that even as a strongman competitor, that yeah. I would be like. That's like a bucket list thing. That's not something I just bring up casually yeah. to my friends of like, hey, by the way, one day I want to pull a plane. Yeah, sure. Um, and actually the um, the um, CEO, the founder of NutriFit, mm-hmm. um, I've gotten really close with him, really close with that brand um, sponsored by that company. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Shameless like... Shameless name plug. Yeah. That's NutriFit. <laughs> um the uh, we were just talking about like some things we could do like fundraisers where we could like you know help the brand get the brand out there yeah um but also you know raise some money for a good cause showcase strongman and just make a cool event mm-hmm. and we were just like kind of brainstorming you know sitting around drinking a beer like hey what could we do and he was like we were just somebody said something and i was like my first idea was like to latch like a bunch of pedal taverns with like bachelorette parties on them yeah and like pull them and he was like oh that would have been funny yeah and he was like well what if you pulled a plane and i was like yeah i mean that would be cool yeah um and he was like no like i I know i know a guy i know a guy and i was like well we could see not really thinking it could ever happen and he put it together (laughs) <laughs> and he was like, yeah, the, he was like, you know, we'll just see what happens. You know, I don't know what the schedule at their hangar is. Yeah. So he was like, hey, man, uh, we got this guy that um, wants to, you know, pull a plane, you know, hook a harness up to it and pull it down the runway. And he was like, uh, cool, I'm cool on uh, Tuesday. How's that work for y'all? <laughs> and so we set it up and got some photographers and that just did it. That's- awesome it was it was insane even like on the inside as it was happening yeah um the behind the scenes of what you didn't see in the photos was the first couple attempts didn't go so hot who cares yeah i I, i'm just it's just what it was that's not how it it was documented no so i was i I (laughs) the I tried again, and I tried. I started trying to pull when it wasn't like a countdown, like a three, two, one, go. Uh-huh. Like everybody was kind of off to the side, kind of talking, and I just started going. And my wife was the one that, like, I heard her like out of the corner of my ear. I don't know if that's a saying or not, but out of the corner of your ear. Yeah. yeah. Do, do people say that? Um, they just did. Okay. Yeah. Um, she said, "Hey, it's moving." And whether it was or not, she don't. She'll never tell me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> have you heard her say that before? Sorry, keep going. <laughs> and um, yeah, so when I heard that, I was like, "Oh." <laughs> so, and then I really did feel it moving after she said that, and I was like, in my head, I was just like, "Oh my god, holy shit!" Yeah, I'm pulling a plane. It's moving. It was hard, and then like I got the momentum up, and I, I was like, in my mind, it was like 
it was an out of body experience yeah. for me. Well, I mean, once you get it going, like it it should be easier, right? Like once you have a little bit of momentum going. In the in the middle, there was a window where the momentum was definitely helping me. Okay. And then it was like almost like hitting a wall where it was like felt like I was walking through quicksand. Yeah. And there was a difference in the uh, pavement there, or something yes. like something crazy. There, like there was that. a yeah. complete difference between the beginning, the middle, and then the end of it. Yeah. Um. But it really did feel like out of body experience. It like I don't think my eyes were open, but it felt like I was like on like hanging from like a drone or a helicopter or something and watching, looking down at. Oh it. wow! Yeah. Um, in my wow. brain, like a literal out of body experience. Yes, and. So have you done things like I've seen the TV shows like with the fire truck, like they pulled a fire mm-hmm. truck and do that. Have you done? Uh, I mean, I pulled like, like Humvees, tow trucks. Yeah. Um. I did a big Mitsubishi uh, uh, SUV once. Okay. Back when I was personal training, when I first, when one of the first attempts to lose weight, and I was like, pulled a car today. Felt pretty good about that. Yeah, you should, as you should. It it really was. I think at that time I probably weighed about as much as the car, or at least <laughs> half, and so it's not as not as a big deal. That just kind of leaned, um, but it's it still felt cool, you know. There were times I had to push the car. I didn't like that one as much. Yeah, pushing pulling. is pulling. Pushing is, is different than pulling. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed I like that. pulling way better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely different things. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, and and despite the like physicality of it, mm-hmm. of how cool it is, it just plain looks cool. Oh yeah, I mean the pictures and the videos. I mean, come on the. Just the, like the confidence level of like, yeah, I could load up a barbell and put 300 pounds, you know, 330, put it over my head. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah. I had a heavy press today. Yeah. But I could do something much lighter than that. But it's something different. It's something awkward. It's a cement block. It's, you know, a fire hydrant um, from a competition in St. Louis. Like anything that's different when it comes over your head, it just feels yeah. Mentally different. Well, you've done something new. Right. And it's exciting. It's very exciting. And the weirder the thing is, the more awesome it exactly. is. Exactly. I mean, come on. Yes, that that is the epitome of strongman. Okay. See, I can get into that. The weirder, the more awkward, the better. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I am basically both of those things in and of myself. It would be cool to lift weird and awkward things. Yes. Which. We might be related. Sounds awkward. It does. Um, but that's cool, but I'm not coming to Springfield. Um, <laughs> there's <laughs> the metropolis yes. of Springfield. Yes. So what, what's, what's your message? Like, what, what's, the, what's the thing that people need to know about you personally? Like, you, you hit on a few things like football. Um, you grew up in, in Nashville mm-hmm. area, and where did you play football in high school? Good pasture. Good pasture. And then you went uh, to college? Yeah, Tennessee State. Tennessee State. HBCU. All right. Um, But, you know, who who are you? Like, besides a strong man, you're you're married, but almost two years in October. Mm -hmm. But... But I mean, who, what else is part of your story here? Like, what what else do you want people to know about you personally? Um, Do you just want to do strong man and be like, done with it? Like... No, that's probably the hardest question you've asked. Yeah. Um, I think I'm still figuring it out, to yeah. be honest. Um, if growing up and playing football for so long, and everyone knows football. Sure. 
and it didn't really matter what else was going on in my life personally. Well, and you and you played in the South. Yes, I played football in the South, and and that's that's in and of itself a different deal. Yes. Like for anybody, especially especially Nashville, we have a, a, a large Northern influx, mm-hmm. but Southern football is worshipped. Yeah, like it's, it's equal or greater than God. Yes, it, you know for for all of us Southern. Christians mm-hmm. that are down here, yeah. you know, like football is king. Yes. Um, and, and so it's, it's a big deal to play football, especially at like a private school. Mm-hmm. You're playing at, at Good Pasture. Um, there are a lot of alumni that need football to do well. Right. Yes. Because 100%. it is king. Um, it was, for me, it was easy to identify with that. So it, mm-hmm. football helped me out a long, for a while. Um, because it didn't really matter what else was going on in my life. Like, like dark times, yeah, shitty situations. But on game day, I was Blake Harris, the football player. Yeah. And there were right. definitely times. Totally Friday Night Lights. Right, exactly. Which was one of my favorite shows ever. Oh, it was so good. I watched God. it the other day. It actually came on. So freaking good. Um, but they're who I tried to become on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I started moving up the ranks, especially going to a Division One college. Yeah. I started realizing that there is a difference in the talent level. Mm. So I basically tried to incorporate this character yeah. on the field mm-hmm. where good, bad, or ugly, whether you hated me or loved me, I wanted people to have to identify where I was. Okay. Um, whether it be cheap shots, hard hits, um, payback, it didn't matter. If I could get people to look at me, I mean, any bad publicity is good publicity. Any yeah. publicity. So I was trying to get that notoriety on the field. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had this like bad guy persona that I would put on on the field. And there started being like, there started off being like a difference between who I was in real life, a nice, humble, down to earth guy, yeah. and this, you know, bad dude on the field. Yeah, this character not to be trusted with. And then it started kind of evolving through the years into one and then the opposite where I felt like. I was not a good person off of the field. Mm. But then I started working up the ranks. I had to be more professional and more approachable as the football player. So that okay. the gears kind of shifted. I mean, not this isn't an excuse, but I mean, growing, I'm 30, about to, I'll, I'll be 31 on Friday. Um, right. Happy early birthday. Thank you. When this comes out, yeah. you'll already be there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, coming up in, in the 90s, like I did during that attitude era, mm. everything was to the extreme. Okay. You know, growing up around the attitude era of wrestling, it was who could be the, you know, the biggest badass or jump from the highest, you know, elevation or yeah. hit the hardest. Or, you know, you had the guys at Jackass that were just pushing the limits of what yeah. the human yeah. body could endure. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that seems like the nicest thing I've ever heard anybody say about well, Jackass. Well, I mean, they, they, there were, there were yeah. two types of stunts that they would do. They uh-huh. would do something that was so idiotic. Oh, yeah. You would, not wanna, you would be so grossed out and not want to watch them anymore. But they had some of the stuff that was almost athletic, almost mm-hmm. physically impressive. Yeah. And, I mean, Steve, I went to like a, literally like a clown circus to learn how to like tightrope and really unicycle and stilt walk. And like, wow. I mean, that's how he made his living first was like walking on stilts. Yeah. And like from an athletic standpoint, some of it was really impressive. Um, you know, the X games at that point started getting really popular and it was mm-hmm. literally like 
every it seemed like every industry that I had any type of inkling of exposure to yeah. was seeing if we could push the limits. Sure. Push the limits. Well, think about all the advertising during that time. It was all extreme. It, everything was extreme. Something extreme. Bold. Something, you know, to, to the max. You yeah. know, everything was that. And I feel like I embodied a lot of that. Yeah, you um, took that on. And that's who I tried to be on the field. Uh-huh. Um, but then it started switching. And then it started switching, um, especially getting older into college, drugs and alcohol yeah. um, really took, at some point, a higher priority. Yeah. Um, but it didn't matter because I had football. And everyone knows football. Like you said, everybody loved football, worshiped mm-hmm. football. So I could literally be doing, you know, snorting drugs one day, but then be this professional football player the next. Wow, yeah. And I, that was the identity that I could lift up. Mm-hmm. And that for longer than I should have, I used that as a crutch to justify who I was off the field, to identify, use who I was on the field to identify with. So what was feeding what? Was football feeding your habits or were your habits feeding football? I think both at one point within that switch. Ah. Um, so you became basically a tornado of sorts. Yes, very much so. Um, obviously, football started devil. first. I mean, playing football from when I was <laughs> yeah. little. Um, and then it was just kind of like just casual here and there if it was around. Uh-huh. Um, but then it, it slowly switched. And it was like at, at one point I needed football to m- make me feel better. Mm. To, to, to combat the, you know, from being the identity of Blake, the, you know, the drug user. Okay. So football was the moral ground. Yes. That redeemed what was happening behind the scenes. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And then when I, um, they're not like right before I met my wife, um, one of my best friends died mm. and it was a freak accident, had nothing to do with drugs. Um, and it seemed like everybody in that area just got really worse um, in mourning, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, because their way to deal with the pain was to do more. Right. Yeah, go deeper um, down the rabbit hole. And at one point, I was actually dropping um, some stuff off to his best friends. Yeah. At his house. He's gone. Yeah. Dead. Yes. Yes. And they are using drugs in front of his parents at his house. Wow. Um, and his mom who knew who I was, but didn't really know who I was. Sure. Pulled me to the side, basically to confront me, not about necessarily what I was doing, but she was watching all these kids that she helped raise Mm. start going down an even worse path. Yeah. And I don't know if she really knew what she was doing at the time. Mm hmm. But she took me to the side, kind of, I mean, she was about four foot tall and yeah. just shoved me against the garage door. Yeah. And she said, do you not realize that I haven't slept since we lost Hunter? Mm. Because I'm watching all these kids that are good kids make even worse mistakes. Yeah. That if somebody could make a positive change as a result of this, I might could get a little bit of sleep at night. Hmm. And I don't know if she, if she was saying that for her saying that for me yeah um you know that's been six years and i really six and a half years now haven't really found the way to really talk to her about it hmm. um but i went home and flushed about six hundred dollars worth of drugs wow and i haven't really looked back that changed you yeah 
her exhausted, I need to control something in this world, and it's going to be you for this moment, mm-hmm. changed your life. It could be something she might not even remember saying it. Yeah. Um, out of just exhaustion, uh, d- you know, depressed, mourning. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if she remembers that, um, but I will never forget it. Yeah. That was a defining moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you, you flushed $600 worth of drugs on the toilet. Yeah. How in the world, what, I mean, what's the next step after that? I mean, you're still inundated in a world that's hard to get out of. Yes. And just because it's not there doesn't make you liable for what you did. Right. So um, how, no, I definitely uh, upset a lot of people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, were people just that scared of you? And so like they gave you a pass, like, like how does that work? Um, yeah, th- thank God I was strong physically. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, but I didn't really care. Yeah. Um, it, that, that didn't matter. That was like the least of my worries at that point. Um, because I guess there was a part of me that almost was realizing that the life I'd lived, that could very easily have been my mom saying that. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, I just, I just had to change. Yeah. And so you just did. You said, yeah, F it. Just I'm like that. Gone. Yeah. So did you have to move? Did you have to leave that area? How- no, I refused. Um, I, a lot of people moved, like there were some people that did move away from the yeah, area. Yeah, sure. Um, whether it be rehab or, um, the way we upset people. Yeah. Um, I just looked at it as this, you know, Nashville is my city. It's born and raised. Yeah. Um, it's all I've ever known. And I knew that decisions that I'd made, um, came with consequences mm-hmm. and I was going to face that consequence. Um, and so I didn't leave. Um, I ended up at that age, um, uh, moving back in, into a, uh, studio apartment with my parents. Um, and how old which, were you when this happened? This is 2012, so 25. 25, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, studio apartment, crash on the couch. Um, it, were your parents aware of what had happened? They, I think they had a good idea. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they really knew the full extent of everything. Okay. Um, until later. I mean, I have talked to them about it since then. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew it was serious enough for me to want to have to do, like, ask to come home. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they could have their suspicions. But since then, I have kind of talked to them about sure what was really going on. Mm-hmm. And you got out. Got out. You never looked back. Mm-mm. And so what happened to those other guys? Um, Did anybody honestly, else get out? I think there's some that got out alive, um, bouncing in and out of rehab. Mm. Uh, some other people didn't make it out. Um, but for the most part, don't really know. Yeah. Uh, definitely friend circle got a lot smaller. Yeah, it had to, yeah. Yeah. Had to change. Yeah. Wow. So... What happened next? You moved in with your parents. You slept on their couch. What were the next steps in rebuilding who you are now? Um, like, because you were a tornado of activity. Oh, yeah. 
and that suddenly dissipated or you know kind of lost its uh strength yeah um and so what i mean how did you do that what happened next um you just found a job at like yeah i found a job i started working mcdonald's uh, and then you moved on like what like what? <laughs> i started working for a third-party security company i've done I've, at this point i've still done security longer than i've done anything else okay um i spent about five years working on broadway okay uh, yeah. be, being a bouncer um, from there, I went to a third party. That's basically where you check the ID, let the hot chicks in, and then like a few guys. Is that the deal? Yeah, That's uh, just uh, what uh, essentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I had to. It was definitely different from what it is now. I mean, yeah. Broadway is almost unrecognizable from when I worked down there to to what it is now. No, sure. Um, they're putting bars on top of bars that were there. Um, but it was uh, it was hard. It was. Uh, Did you ever get stabbed being a bouncer? I had a friend that was a bouncer. Uh, he got stabbed. Had, had the um, the outlaw motorcycle crew pull some knives out. Um, one guy did get cut, um, but I didn't get stabbed. Nice. Uh, been hit with a bottle. Uh, hit with a chair. Oh, geez. A couple bottles. It's intense. It, it'd get it'd get kind of rough down there. At least back then. Sure. Um, that was like right before the huge boom of tourists and yeah, transplants. Oh yeah. Um. It was one of those things of just had to keep moving forward. Got a job, so I, was, I wanted to work at nights because um, I didn't want to just be hanging out at the apartment at night with my parents. Ah. Um, so I found something there where I was working nights, sleeping most of the day. Um, I brought all my workout stuff and made like a little patio outside um, at their place. Okay. Because um, all this was going on, and it was kind of still at some point easy to hide um, because at this hmm. point I was uh, in negotiations with um, – professional spring leagues um nfl conversations were coming up okay um so you know it wasn't ever at a point where people were like oh what's going on it was like man have you you know have you heard back from the titans yeah you know? it's still working towards your dreams right sure um so there was definitely at that point it there was two people um what it felt like yeah there was the guy chasing his you know professional football dream and then there was a guy trying to put all of his shit back together yeah and even uh, figure and then, out what that looks like and see yeah. who you are and figure out who you are again and where you went. And, and then about six months after, seven months after all this happened, um, I met this girl at a concert. Uh, I was working. She wanted to meet the band. Um, there was one person she had to get through yeah. um, to meet the band. Um, and that was me. So um, did she ever make it to see the band? Or? She, she did not, but we did go to Waffle House. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Trinity Lane. That's where all the hot dates happen, yeah. at the Waffle House late at night. And at that point, you know, we just... How we, you like your hash browns, baby? We, uh, we ordered the same thing. You know, Did you really? Scattered, covered, chunk. Uh, yeah. No top, diced, smothered? No. No? No. Dang. Scattered, I feel like you got to go all the way there. Scattered, covered, chunk. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, talked about, you know, how we, you know, the grits, the grit conversation. Yeah. Um, what is a grit? My cousin Vinny. No, <laughs> yeah, <remember that>? yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah. I know. Yeah, there. I know what they were. Yeah. Um, and we talked for like three hours that night. We just met, and we mm-hmm. talked for over three hours, just about everything. Does she ever just look at you and be like, "I never did meet that damn band"? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah especially because uh, that band is huge now. And is it? Yeah. 
Um, they were not at the time. Okay. It was Cannery Ballroom, $10 tickets, and it didn't even sell out. <laughs> what band was it? Imagine Dragons. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> They've had a yeah. couple of big deals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was, I was working for them, uh, and um, that's how that happened. Wow. I don't, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you go from, nah, girl, Imagine Dragons is cool, but Waffle House, we can get our hash browns however you want. I got you. And she goes, sweet. Well, I did lie to her. I told her I could, she couldn't meet the band tonight. I couldn't make that happen. But if she came the next night, I could get her tickets to the next show. Oh. Um, and it was a different band, but it was a band that uh, her roommate really wanted to see. Um, yeah. None of that lame Imagine Dragons yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know who that was. This is going to be somebody big. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember who it was. Yeah, exactly. And Because uh, <laughs> I couldn't get tickets. <laughs> um, Empty promises. Yes, but I got her number, and we hung out that night. And, uh, I mean, she had we had a lot of similarities yeah. of um, things we had gone through. Really? Very di- different, you know, different okay. um, stipulations, but... Um, we were at similar points in our life of as far as like understanding what each other was going through. Yeah. Ready for um, change. Right. Trying to figure out new things. Right. Um, yeah. and I mean, it was, it was the best connection I ever made, um, huh. on even just a friendship level. Yeah. Um, of just having someone that like understood, wow. um, because there was, it felt like there wasn't anyone who understood they were either you know, on the past yeah. or they didn't under, they were, they had never been through anything like what I went through. Yeah. So they didn't understand. So that it always felt like someone looking kind of, you know, down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, and that's cool because you're, I mean, you're ultimately in recovery Yeah. And, and the worst thing you can do while you're figuring things out in recovery is to date somebody. Yes. You know, like, oh, yes. like that's 100%. the worst Yeah. Um, because you'll just transfer all of that onto them. Correct. And have a terrible relationship yes. that will inevitably end with you in a downward spike, you know, worse than before. Right. But instead, this went completely in a different way. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, yeah, we hit it off and, yeah, we're going to be celebrating two years of marriage. Uh, That's awesome. In a few months. Man, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. And you guys have figured out who you are now. We're, we're, we're helping each other through that journey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you ever really ever figure that out. Yeah, I have no idea who I am. I mean, everything with life, everybody. I mean, if the if the goal of life is to continue to progress and evolve and adapt, you're always changing. So who you are is always changing. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely seasonal. You know, um, definitely there's that that season of, of like you know singleness, and then you get into relationships, and that season you got to figure out what that relationship is yes. in your life, and then you get exactly. married, and you got to figure out how two is one. <laughs> And then how that works and who's putting down the damn toilet seat. Yeah. And then, you know, you have throw kids in there and then you're suddenly, you're something else then. Yeah. Um, mainly somebody that gets, you know, open hands pointed at them all the time wanting something. But, you know, <laughs> that's just my experience. Maybe not yours. Um, but that's awesome, man. And, and you guys are working it out and you're pursuing your dreams. What What is she, what does she pursue? What is she after in the world? Um, she is at... Um, Basically working her way up the corporate ladder. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually just got a promotion uh, that starts tomorrow. Well, there you go. You got to have somebody support yeah. this strongman stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This stuff's expensive. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's it's a very expensive hobby. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, where where can people out there uh, connect with you? 
Um, definitely on Instagram. That's usually what I use the most. That's mm-hmm. um, at the Music City Strongman. Hey, don't forget the the. The that's very important. Um, and I mean, Facebook is just Blake Harris. Yeah, and so if somebody's interested in the strong man, then they just contact you and I in the, on the IG, mm-hmm. and we can work something out. I mean, I definitely have people that um, when they see what I'm doing, if I'm at a local box or something, that they want to jump in and try this or try that, and yeah, um, or come out here. Um, you know, that's in order to really get into strongman, that's what I'm having to do. So mm-hmm. that's what I would have them do right now and, until we can really grow this sport. And Yeah. Well, it was worth the drive for me today. Oh, yeah. Come out here. Oh, it always is See with these the guys. <laughs> these great guys that are out here, too. So if you're in the metropolis of Springfield, <laughs> Tennessee, which, you know, I don't know how you wouldn't be, um, especially if you're looking for meth or anything cool. Um, but uh, coming out of Springfield, it, it's great. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, I've appreciated your time. I, I've been looking forward to, uh, to this conversation since uh, talking with Ryan Lindsay about you and, and seeing you in the magazine. I was like, that is so cool. I didn't even know, like, people around here did that kind of cool yeah. stuff. Um, because to me, it's just like a, a, another world that's on TV somewhere. Right. Like, those guys do that. And and I didn't know that, that that world really existed. And to find out that it's such such an accessible place yeah. with encouraging people and doing feats of strength that you know boggle the mind, it's just really cool. Well, you're not um, the only one that thinks that, and that's what I'm trying yeah. to fix. Yeah, man, and you're doing it. And I hope this this podcast helps some people. Um, but hey, thank you for being on the show um, on this episode, and uh, we look forward to getting some people connected with you and lifting weird and awkward things. Oh, I can't wait. I dude, can't wait. Thanks for having me, dude. <laughs> All right. It's so much fun. We'll catch you next time. All right. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Hey, if you don't mind on your way out, if you could go by Instagram and follow our page, Barbell Voodoo Podcast. It's brand new. It's part of the Barbell Voodoo family, and we would love for you to go follow us. You can also check me out at fitby40.blog. And otherwise, we'll see you next time. <laughs>